Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here. Of course, we've got Mr. Stephen Rice uh, producing the show. As always, lovely Tuesday evening. You guys can probably see by the fantastic sun. That's coming in the window here. That it's nowhere near uh, sun going down, or what do they call that? Sundown, sun, sunset, sunset. We'll go with sunset. That sounds professional. Sunset here in Texas. Uh, it, it's 8:04, so we're semi on time. You know, we do our best. Strang, I, I blame Josh because he was wanting to do his dishes. He was like, "Hey guys, seriously, I don't want to. I don't want to jack this up. You know, I keep a good routine. My roommates aren't home. They don't know that I'm such a housekeeper." So I got to make sure this happens. It's actually not true at all. Um, I could say other things, but you know, he told me I'm going to put her in the closet. Don't worry, we're going to do the show on time. It's all going to be fine. So of course, uh, Sea Time happens every Tuesday night. We go live at 8 p.m. You can watch us here at seatime.co/live, where you can catch the show. If you don't catch us live, you can always catch us uh, there on the site, seatime.co. We are on Stitcher, of course. You can search for Sea Time, or on iTunes, you can search for Sea Time as well. Uh, everything is archived on YouTube, so, I mean, there's a lot of really good ways to watch this show. Uh, appreciate everybody that does and all the fun feedback. We want to get more questions for you guys. That's the only thing I have to say is please uh, get more active. We want to know what you guys want to hear from these off-road badasses uh, that we get on the show. Um, and, and so that's it. Hit us up, at Ctime underscore CEO on Twitter. And Facebook, just slam us with your, your nonsense because we're going to pick through and find the good stuff regardless. So we're not going to listen to all the jackasses out there because half of you are bad shit crazy just like me. Nobody wants that. So this evening, episode 90, 90, Josh Strang, who has not been on this uh, on the show since like episode 63, so a long, long time. Looking forward to what's going to be talked about. GNCC has been kicking ass this year. We've got one more race before the big break. And then, of course, the ISDE, which isn't until later in the year, but the teams are getting announced. The USA has got theirs going on, so we're going to talk to him about that a little bit. But as we always like to ask, Josh Strang, how is your evening going, kind sir? Uh, it's not too bad. Watching a bit of TV, had to do the dishes, like you said. Uh, after my half a gallon ice cream, I just ate. So I uh, had to clean up after that. and uh, <laughs> Get a little just, messy. <laughs> yeah, just hanging out now. So uh, that was a half a gallon of ice cream that you just, <laughs> that you just put down. I just like giving you a hard time. I wish it was half a gallon. <laughs> You're like, I unfortunately stick to a very regimented two scoops, and that's it. No, it was good. We put a bit of Milo on it. It's Milo's like Australian, I don't know what it is, it's like stuff you mix with milk, kind of like a chocolate, like Nesquik or something, but you mix it with milk, and if you pour it on the ice cream, it's, it's pretty good. So Nice. It's, uh, but it's only, you, you can get Milo over here, but it's from, it's from another country, so it's not the same as the Australian Milo, so... So uh, that's that's my treat for me, vanilla ice cream with, with the Milo on top. So is that something that your parents ship in or like a good buddy or something like that back yeah, home? Yeah, I got some I got some for my birthday this year actually off a friend and then uh, if I ever run out, mum and dad usually send me some. So it's uh, it's stocked up in the cupboard. Well, I mean, I have to ask, is there is there any possibility that this would be something that I should bring into my wife and I's, uh, you know, love life? I don't know about love life, but maybe in your kitchen. Okay. 
So oh. no, no cherries on a good Saturday night, a little bit of whipped cream uh, and some Marlowe? It's definitely better than Vegemite, anyway. <laughs> so, I like it. So, I mean, you probably get you probably get a little further with the Milo than you would with Vegemite. That's very true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we could talk about that all night. Not that I want to because of the fact that it sucks, and uh, then I'm not going to really enjoy it very much. Um, so what a lot of people are watching, if you've uh, never tuned in before, is Seat Time. Uh, as, you, as you watched or if you could have watched from the very beginning, uh, title sponsor, Fly Racing, very, very huge sponsor of ours. We can't thank them enough for all their help. Uh, Squarespace, so if you look in the market for creating yourself a very exceptional website, you go check them out. Save yourself 10% with the discount code Seat Time. And as well, you can save yourself uh, 10% uh, with Powersport Graphics at RidePG.com. Can't thank the sponsors enough. Going to talk about them a little bit because of the fact that they're awesome. And, uh, you know, they're sponsors. That's what happens because of being badasses. So, Josh Strang, though, I want to focus on you and how awesome you are because of the fact that 2010 GNCC champion, um, 2011 was a shit year. Um, unfortunately, really no way to put that, you know, different. 2012, racing a different bike in a different part of the country. You're back for 2013. We talked about you wanting to come back uh, last time you were on. And, obviously, you were coming back. You just couldn't really talk about it too publicly. So, Kind of give just a good synopsis of, of, of really the beginning of the year, putting the team together, being a privateer, and everything that you had to go through to make that happen. Uh, it's been it's been a long process, I guess. I mean, uh, I've had help from Jimmy Jimmy Jarrett, who's now doing my mechanic stuff. I think he'll be on seat time later after me. Yeah. And uh, um, like with him, him being around for so long, he was able to get. Um, product from sponsors that, that he knew and I knew and we used used over the past few years and and uh, and I got got Rocky Mountain ATVMC on as a as a title sponsor and I think I was pretty lucky to get those guys along with uh, Max's tire and Amzor so uh, I mean yeah I'm private I'm buying all my own bikes and all my own spare parts and that sort of stuff but I am getting money from I am getting uh, like funds and and stuff uh, for sponsorship from those guys, companies like like Rocky Mountain, uh, Maxis, and Amzor. So it's uh, it's not as privateer as you think think it is. Uh, it sucks. It really sucks having to buy bikes. Uh, but I mean, that's something that I knew I was going to have to do uh, towards the end of last year. And and uh, so I went ahead and tried to get as much much funding as possible so I could do it do it for a year uh, at uh, little cost to me as possible. Yeah. Um, so Kawasaki, um, I remember seeing you out testing in California. I think that was before you decided to move. Uh, I think when everything kind of came to fruition, and then you could officially decide to sell your house and move to North Carolina um, and back to the East Coast and things like that. So tell us a little bit about the bike testing that you did. I mean, you're obviously buying your own bike. You want to make the best decision possible in that front. So why Kawasaki? Why did you choose you know the the 450 and things like that? Uh. Well, I mean, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of choices. The uh, Kawasaki had. I mean, it sucks. They're not they're not supporting me, so I don't like. I don't like. I don't like using Kawasaki name at all. I mean, the the bikes are good, but they're not helping me. So uh, there's no point in me. In uh, as far as I'm concerned, I ride a Rocky Mountain ATV 450. So. No, uh, okay. So, uh, but yeah, but th- that's the reason I chose that bike was because I rode all the bikes I could get a hold of, and ca- I felt most comfortable on the Kawasaki straight away, and they had a good contingency program. Yeah. So, 
um, that was pretty much the, the decision. I knew I was going to be buying bikes, uh, and they're all the same price. So, I mean, I went with one that I felt I could win on as stock as possible and uh, uh, one that was going to make me some money if I did good. Yeah. Um, on that point, say there were – I mean, and obviously I don't think this is the case at all, but I just – I kind of – play devil devil's advocate on this kind of front so say there was to be some form of a kawasaki sponsored team next year that they were willing to put in time effort testing all that kinds of stuff do you feel that you would be able to work with that kind of factory support to make the kawasaki better than obviously uh, you know maybe the way that you're feeling about it right now or is it is it not something that you feel that that would that would work out? That no, way? I I think uh, uh, the GNTC series is the biggest off-road series in the country at the moment. Right. Um, I, I feel it's pathetic that they're not involved in it. I mean, KTM has a has a big push in it, and and Yamaha with Randy as well. So, uh, um, I mean, I'd like I'd keep riding them if I'm not paying for bike again next year. Um, I'll go sweep floors at Walmart before I do that. So. Uh, uh, it's it's disappointing that I didn't get any help this year, but I'm not too I'm over that now. I mean, in end of December when I when I figured out we weren't getting help from them, um, I just decided that there was no point no point having a having a sulk over it and just moving forward and and doing what I had to do. Absolutely, and you've done a fantastic job with that. Um, kind of transition a little bit to some of the results that you've had this past year. I think for what you've gone through uh, in the past couple of years, you know, with uh, 2011 being, you know, such a shit year with, uh, I guess not the greatest results, a broken leg, all kinds of stuff that just didn't seem to go well for you, and then finding out about how Suzuki was pulling all the plugs, uh, 2012 being on the West Coast riding for KTMs and stuff, and now doing your own deal, you did fantastic. Um, how, how much does Jimmy Jarrett nowadays, does he mentor you? Uh, did, I, we know he mechanics for you, but... What is y'all's, uh, not just maybe a personal relationship, but what is y'all's professional relationship when it comes to the team as well? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Jimmy and I are good, good buddies. We've been friends for a long time, and, and uh, we've, <laughs> we've had some problems. Like any friendship, we've had some problems over the years. I think I've known him uh, the whole, since I moved over here. I've known him, so, I mean, six or seven years. So we're, I'd say we're pretty good friends, and, and we've had some problems, but, I mean, that... Uh, that happens uh, with friendships, but as far as the professional type deal goes, I think he's he knows what he knows what I have to do. So he it's it's not like he's trying to get in my ear, trying to tell me how to race the bike or how to race the track. He's kind of more there for support and give me advice and that sort of stuff on on uh, what he thinks uh, or what what we both what we both agree on. So I mean. Uh, it's, it actually works really well. I'm, I'm happy with how it's gone this year, and uh, uh, yeah, I can't complain about it. And it's good. He's he's good to have around. He's still uh, he still rides a little bit, and he's still pretty fast. And and uh, and he he enjoys coming to the races, and he's uh, he's not not complaining and all that sort of stuff. We uh, we have fun, and then on the weekends off, we go do do fun stuff and and uh, hang out. So I mean, it's it's a good relationship there, and. Uh, it's been good. Yeah. Um, 
it, it's, it's good to hear. We're going to have him on next, as you mentioned, uh, because of the fact that he, he's pretty much a badass. And we've realized that we, there's a lot of talk about the ISDE and the teams that are getting picked. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the Australia team because it sounds like you kind of know what's going on on that front. Um, and he's going to be on the club team for the uh, for one of the club team for the Wellard club team uh, with ISD with the uh, Team USA this year at the ISDE. So that's pretty badass. That dude's been there. He's been around for a long time. He's still super fast. Uh, I mean, he's older than me, but you know what? It happens. Everybody's older than somebody, I guess. You know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, he's always been faster than me. There's unfortunately not much we could do about that. So I wanted to ask you though about your website and why it's so out of date. Because <laughs> uh, Jason I mean, Thomas blew us away last week with the fact that his shit was almost like week to week up to date, and you're like, yeah. you're just like pushing the limits on seeing how far back you can go. <laughs> yeah, it was well. The, the website came out before the whole Twitter deal and Instagram, and I think even Facebook, like Facebook fan pages and all that sort of stuff. So before the whole social media deal, uh, was when website. The website was what you were supposed to have. Honestly, I probably should have it changed up a little bit and have Facebook feeds and Twitter feeds and Instagram feeds on there instead of an out-of-date website. Uh, it's something I need to <clears throat> book in with my uh, my website pan and uh, <laughs> get the, fixed. Yeah, get fixed up. But I mean, it's, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it is a bummer. It is a bummer to out-of-date, but. I think websites now, for as far as racing and keeping people updated, are, are out of date. So they're, they're. Uh, I feel that that uh, sponsors and and everyone get more more value for money out of Twitter, out of Instagram, uh, where people like people don't want to read a an essay on 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 your month's worth of stuff. You know, like like fans and people that want to buy stuff want to see photos of stuff and and see. Uh, Links to links to other websites with race results, race report videos, like Jason Thomas does, and like myself. And uh, I think that stuff is more uh, more interesting to the normal person than a than a web a website. Yeah. So I mean that. Yeah, it's like on me that I haven't updated my website, so don't go check it out. Just check out my Instagram and Twitter <laughs> and all that stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I need to get on top of it. But that was that's probably one of the main reasons I think. No, it's it's uh you gotta ask that kind of stuff because obviously before we do the show, I I personally love, uh, I love following all you guys and seeing what you guys do daily. Um, it was crazy that I didn't see that that badass picture of your back. So speaking of his Instagram, go check, go check out Josh Strang's uh, Instagram and see uh, the the from the wreck that he had. Uh, his back is pretty pretty messed up. But yeah, uh, I kind of like. I mean, obviously I know Hoop, and uh, you know I know that he does your website, and so you know maybe Hoop. I hope some busy man. Oh gosh, you got that right. That's for damn sure. I mean, I understand that. It's, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get him out on. Him and I have signed up for a half Ironman in August, so I'm trying. I keep trying to get him out to go cycling and swimming because I think he's going to drown in the swim. So I'm trying to get him out to go swimming, and and uh, that's a that's a struggle, man, to get him out and and come for a ride or go swimming. He's got to work, so he's got his schedule. He works pretty much all day, and then. Uh, if he gets time, he gets out in the afternoon. So uh, I know if I was sitting in front of a computer for ten hours a day, I'd probably end up shooting someone or going crazy. So, so um, he yeah. can keep he can give his job, and I'll, I'll uh, when he gets a spare minute, he can he can 
help me out. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, no, I know. I just I have to ask because it's always fun, and you know me, I like to scour the internet and figure out all this kinds of stuff. So, two very, very. I mean, you've had more than just two really, really good rides this past year, but the two the two that stick out is obviously your two second place finishes so far. So we've got the, uh, at the Mammoth, which we keep calling the Tough Mudder, thanks to Jen Kenyon and her awesome uh, wording, if you will, and then this past weekend at the Mountaineer. So. What, what's what been different? You know, we talked about the, the 12th and 11th place finishes that you had as well. We had a little bit of bike big bike problems at one, a little bit of lapper trouble at some other that just kind of got you into bad shape. How do you take all of that and keep moving forward, which it seems like you're doing well, but we kind of want to know how you've been working through that. I don't know. Coming into the year, I really, I really thought I was going to be uh, more competitive than I was, but I think I didn't realize that being away from GNCC for so long, I would be actually that far uh, off the pace and out of shape and that sort of stuff. I mean, I I trained a lot and I rode a lot in like preseason. I just think it was uh, yeah, like the GNCCs are so long. You have to, uh, I guess, work your way back into them. And, and having a year off, I mean, that something that I feel really, really uh, kept me back there at the start. I did good at Florida. I and Georgia wasn't too bad, and then I had a couple of average races there North Carolina and South Carolina which I feel really uh, usually my my uh, my better races so uh, I think st- like as for as far as the eight races we've done um, it's been pretty good I mean I, I want to go out and win get podiums and that sort of stuff but start my own team all that kind of stuff I think uh, what is it four podiums out of eight races so 50 percent on the box I mean that's Decent for what what I've done, what we Jimmy and I have done um, for the start of the year. So I mean, I feel like the the last couple of races have got a lot better. I feel like I've got the bike sorted out a lot lot more, and um, things are coming along good. So yeah, uh, I just just got to keep plugging away. I think it's uh, I, I would have been pretty lucky if it happened straight away. Um, if I won Florida or won Georgia, I mean, I probably would have been pretty lucky, but. Uh, I've had to keep working at it, which is probably a good thing. So, so uh, yeah, it's di- it's difficult. Those those uh, lower placing races that I had were uh, hard to take, and I get pretty pissed off when that happens. But uh, I guess you just got to take it. And if they're my worst races, then uh, then it'll be not too bad. I think the championships it's a uh, a long uh, what do you say? Long way out of reach. Like I a guess long, like a long shot. Yeah, it's a long shot right now, but anything can still happen. And uh, I think right now I just got to focus on getting podiums and getting getting more competitive and, and getting some race wins before the year's over. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's uh, one of the guys that's watching live right now, Zach Huberty, was actually asking about that. He's like, "What's it going to take to get that win? And you know, what are some of the things that you want to improve on that you know just right off the bat that you're like, oh, that's a that's a spot that I have to work on." Um. I don't know. I think I need to. I don't know. There's a few things that we got to, that I have to work on, and these last two races have been good because now I have the bike set up. I can finally feel like I can push for the whole three hours and not not be sketched out on the bike. Which right. which before that's what the problem I was having. I was the first lap. I was feeling all right, and then once we got into a groove where I was trying to push a little harder, I just couldn't. I'd hit something, and it would deflect to where I, uh, I was scared pretty much so so uh, the last two races have been good 
uh, we've got it set up to where I feel comfortable and I can push now. And at the start of the year when I was pushing, I wasn't race. I couldn't push for the whole three hours. So I think I had to get in a little bit more race shape now. I can finally ride the bike faster, uh, and and I have to work on some other things as well. So uh, this this next race at Snowshoes is a little different to the other races, being more technical and slower. Uh, so this one just a survival race and and have a bit of fun doing it. Yeah, um, it's interesting that you say that. You're the second person today that has referred to the Snowshoe West Virginia race as a survival race. Are you guys referring specifically to uh, this weekend's race, or most typical snowshoe GNCCs are kind of a survival race? Yeah, most of them. The, the years I've been, they've been. There's been a couple of years where they haven't been too bad, but there's always those. All, it's always slippery at snowshoe, and I think that's the thing that makes it a survival. The roots and that. It's it's all those crashes that are possible. Like you hit something going two miles an hour and you crash, but if you do that ten times, you lose a ton of time. Right. So it's like that race is you kind of have to take your time a little more and uh, and try and uh, I don't know, just try and get through the race without crack with as little little mistakes as possible. So I think being a survival race, it's a it's definitely different to say uh, Florida or John Panton or something where you can just you can race the track um, as hard as you can. Like here, you got to race it, but but I'll be smart about it too, and not not make stupid mistakes, like hit deer or something like that. <laughs> you got to remember that this track bites back. Yeah. Yeah, I've uh, I, I I always talk about it whenever snowshoe comes up because of the fact that I did my second. Uh, I used to race downhill in the Norba series back when that still existed in the expert class, and went to a couple different nationals, and uh, I went to the one there at snowshoe. That's just I mean, just just gosh darn ridiculous. Uh, it was it was crazy. Rain like a mother. Slippery as all snot. The rocks were just ridiculous. I can only imagine going back up half those trails and then back down and across. And oh, it'd be. I think it'd be an epic weekend, and I would love for somebody to come pay me to race my motorcycle yeah. in the two-hour race at a GNCC. So let's see what happens. Woo! It's probably not. Um, but survival. Um, uh, ISDE. Team Australia, you guys second place last year. Uh, you guys kicked ass. You got sixth in the E2 class. Um, very respectable. Tons of riders out there. I think personally you could have done better. I know you had, uh, you didn't, it seemed like all you guys were having crazy wrecks and just going all over, uh, respective to Team Australia. Um, but man, tell us about that. Tell us what you guys have going on for this year and what to expect from you guys. Yeah, I think uh, this year we've got another pretty good team i mean uh toby wadded his wadded himself up at the hare and hound you there can say he wadded ago. his shit yes, yeah, he did. So, <laughs> so yeah he he's out of action this year so he was sitting out but uh it'll be it's pretty much the same team as last year so as myself chris hollis daniel milner maddie phillips who's in europe uh riding for factory hockey this year uh glenn carney again and then uh josh green who's another aussie guy who he raced in Europe maybe four years ago for Factory TM, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe three years ago, I don't know. And uh, for the, in the junior class that Phillips is now doing, so he's he's a good rider and he's doing pretty well in Australia. And um, I don't know, it should be pretty good. I think Glenn's riding a little better this year than he was last year, and then Hollis has picked it up again. So uh, and Phillips is riding good, and uh, so is Milner. So I mean, 
I think we can expect a similar result to last year. Hopefully, uh, I think the French will be tough again, and uh, the Italians, being in Italy, I think it'll they'll be tough. So, uh, I think, I mean, it's not going to be easy to to win win tests, let alone win the whole thing overall. But I think uh, uh, getting that taste last year, uh, it, it, it's good for us, and uh, I'm excited to go. I'm so excited to go. So, uh, it'll be good. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, so we don't have to get into any kind of specifics because I don't like to throw anybody under the bus. But if I were to come to Italy this year, could I expect at least half of the after party that we had last year? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe. I'd like to say yes, but it's hard for me. Like last year, I, once the six days was done, I didn't have any race and I, was, I came home and got surgery on my leg. And and I just had the rest of the year off pretty much. But this year I got a I have a race the week before the six day, so we fly out straight away. We walk test, do the six day, and then the next the Monday after we have to fly back for uh, Powerline, I think Powerline GNC. So I don't know. I might have a couple of brews. Depends how we go. If I if I win, let's say if I win the six day, then we'll we'll party like there's no tomorrow. How does that sound? Well. I don't know. I mean, I barely remember. Like I said, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. I had a good time last year. I'd just like to have a good time this year if we get to go again. Uh, the plan is is obviously <laughs> if uh, if it can happen, sure, totally in. Uh, last year was a, just a freak moment where I got to talking with Jason Hooper and I had a little bit of extra money saved up, so we just decided to pull the trigger and go hang out with him and a bunch of badass dudes and have a fantastic trip uh, last year, taking pictures, doing videos. Badass, badass. Badass Aussies, right? Uh, pretty sure. I mean, hey, how many Americans times were we hanging out with you bed, guys? Yeah, we were hanging out with y'all the whole damn week, of course. <laughs> uh, so, well, I've got, I've got one, of, I've got one of the Americans that went out to party in my house, actually. So, it's keeping the dream alive. Uh, Travis Coy. Yeah, he's he's like, him and his girlfriend. We're splitting rent. Oh ah, yeah, y'all and Casey Martinez. Man, I'm surprised she's not on the women's team this year. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. I think they both wanted to go. I'm not sure what happened. Coy, I think Coy just wanted to go to party. So hey, <laughs> I mean that's half the reason I want to go. Don't tell yeah. anybody. You know, I'm this actually isn't, uh, this isn't live on the internet or anything, but I'm actually riding a Suzuki out six days. Wait a minute, this year? Yeah. What? Tell me more. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Oh well, I mean I couldn't like buy my own bike here. I couldn't send a bike from here, so. Uh, there was no point in me trying to get one from Kawasaki over here, so I went to Kawasaki in Australia and tried to get a bike. Um, I, I lined up, I think I lined up a magazine cover and a couple of stories for them in return for a uh, for a bike to land at to send a six day, and they they didn't have any of they didn't want any any part of it. So uh, uh, I, I had a relationship. Me and my old man had a relationship with Suzuki in Australia and. Uh, we emailed them and and asked to see if they were interested in loaning me a bike, and they were they were all about it. So we we they sent me a brand new 2013 uh, 450, and we got it kitted up with some lights, and he took it down to the container last weekend, and um, it's getting sent off. So wow! So how so, much yeah. testing are you going to have on the Suzuki? I had five years testing. Well, I mean, but it's I mean it's been a couple years. Yeah, but they haven't changed. That's and, true. James Stewart and, uh, can tell you that. And that, that bike was uh, still my favorite bike to race, so I don't know. We'll see. Interesting. Oh, well, 
Well, I went last week. I went last year to the six days, and I'd never ridden that KTM that I raced there, that EXC. So, uh, I mean, the, the Suzuki can't be much worse than that, can right. it? Man, so. that's awesome. That's so exciting. Yeah. I, it really does. Like, because I mean, you're a privateer. You can kind yeah, of do that what, kind of stuff. That's what, like, it's, that's what's good about it. Like, uh, there was also an option. I was also gonna. If I couldn't get a Suzuki, I was also going to talk to a, a KTM Australia again and see if I'd be able to bike out of those guys. And and it's not it's not about what bike I ride at six days. It's it's uh, riding for the country. So I mean, it's it's uh, sure I would have liked to have ridden a Kawasaki just because I've ridden one all year and, and that sort of stuff. But I mean, Rocky Mountain up behind me still um, they sell they sell parts for every bike bike you can uh, think of and. And uh, so I'm riding a Suzuki. Nice. Well, that is fan-freaking-tastic. I love yeah. this kind of stuff, man. I wish yeah. we could talk all night about this because I'm sure we could come up with all kinds of stuff. But it's 930 <laughs> there. You're going to have yeah. roommates home soon. And at the same time, we know Jimmy Jarrett's older than you, and he's going to be on after you than you, and we don't want to keep any of his gray hairs awake too long, do we? <laughs> no, nah, he's a, he's a, he doesn't have any gray hairs yet. <laughs> well, I think he's about three years older than me, and I've got a couple, so he must dye his hair. Yeah, the uh, actually with that that Suzuki, I actually get to ride. Hooper Hooper bought one of my old 450s when we were racing Suzuki, so I think I'm gonna bust the cobwebs off, dust the cobwebs off that thing, and and um, do a couple of motos on it before I head over. Yeah, I mean his wife's pregnant, so we know that you know they're enjoying each yeah. other. And then uh, no, we no rides his no riding bike. For, yeah. No riding for Hoop. Now yeah, he's having a baby. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I mean, I remember back when I had a kid, my wife was like, hey, I'm pregnant. I was like, son of a, awesome. <laughs> but now it's like the best thing ever. It was so scary. Fantastic. Craziest, most awesomest time of your life. It's going to be fantastic for them. I can't wait to see pictures. I know all that kinds of stuff. You guys are great friends, so hopefully you'll be able to influence that child and all of the uh, Australian ways of being awesome. What do you think? You're going to... No, Hoops already banned me from the house. and <laughs> It's like, it's a girl. Get away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's okay. You can just come to Texas. I'll let you hang out with my son whenever you want. To cool. give him an accent, you reckon? Yeah, well, probably way better than the one that I could fake. So <laughs> That's, that's, that's not hard. Uh, shut up. But yes, you're right. My Australian accent makes me sound way too horrible and uh, very English and much worse than Jason Thomas, which is which is interesting to say the least. So... Josh Strang, of course, we could talk all night. It sounds like there's a lot going on for you. You have been doing you you have been doing a lot better in the GNCC series. When you came out in Florida with a third place, I think there were a lot of people out there that were just like, "Oh my gosh, it's here!" He just has to get his feet wet again. But obviously, there were a couple things that just didn't go the way that you wanted them to. But you've really started to find some consistency. Are we going to see that this coming weekend? Are you going to kick ass and be like, "Thanks to seat time for putting me on the top of the box, bitches"? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, Snowshoe's been pretty good to me over, I think I've been there six years, maybe five years. And uh, pretty pretty much every year, even though one year I hit that deer, uh, it's been pretty good. So I, I won it once, and then uh, and then that, the one year I hit the deer, I was racing with NIDA. So, I mean, it, it, uh, it's been pretty good. It's a, it's a tricky track, but I enjoy it. So hopefully... Uh, get up on top of the box and uh, spray some champagne for seat seat time. I like it. 
And I mean, you could give Hoop his his credit. You know, it's it's totally totally due. It's understandable. But we just we just want a little hazy time. I do have to ask. <laughs> do you remember last year? I have this vague recollection of me walking around in in a button up shirt that I like somehow got from some Swedish guys. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't remember. I think I was at home sipping on some water by then. Yeah, that's probably true. You're smarter than I am. Yeah. I do know I danced that evening way more than I've been dancing my entire life. That was pretty cool. All right. <laughs> well, dude, Josh Drank, tell everybody where they can find you, either on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff, and we will let you get back to your dishes because that sounds like that's yeah. really important. Uh, dishes are done now, but, uh, yeah, find me on Instagram and Twitter at Josh Drang and then uh, – Facebook, the fan page, uh, same deal, Josh Strang. So uh, go ahead, check it out. We try and I post up video race reports on on uh, my Twitter and Facebook po- uh, page after each race, and uh, I try and get some try and get some cool photos up of, on Instagram uh, as often as possible. So uh, check it out and and uh, yeah, like it real hard. Well, dude, we really really appreciate your time. It has been too long. Um, episode 63, now we're at 90. So obviously, you know, I'm not a mathematician, but that's like 27 episodes. That's <laughs> definitely too long. Um, so I want to, I want to make sure you've got a great attitude. I love the way that you always talk about the sport. You're extremely honest. Uh, I think, I think fans really enjoy that and they respond well to that. So we appreciate it. Um, have a good night, and uh, we're gonna go talk to your buddy Jimmy Jarrett and find out more about you behind the scenes, all the stuff that you actually don't tell us. Right <laughs> All right, man. Take it easy. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See ya. Thanks. Later. All right. Now, as we transition over, Steven's going to go ahead and pull Jimmy Jarrett in. I'm going to go ahead and talk about a little bit more of some of our awesome, awesome sponsors of Sea Time. So one of them, who is our title sponsor, fantastic sponsor, is Fly Racing. You can go check them out at flyracing.com is the URL for their website. But one of the things that is so fantastic is the support that they have started to give um, to the off-road community. They sponsor so many series. And I think that that says a lot about who they are and the interest and how much they want to put into the community. They don't just want to be somebody that sells gear. They want to be somebody that really helps shape all the series that are out there. And they want to help people ride in fantastic-looking gear, which is what they're doing. And I have talked to Mr. Dale Spangler, and he has told me that their 2014 gear catalog is coming out soon and it is sexy, and unfortunately I'm not in it, which still breaks my heart. Uh, very, very unfortunate. I want to be in that catalog so bad. Uh, maybe one day. So Fly Racing, please go check them out. Uh, flyracing.com, we really, really thank them for their support. So, though I might be you know, sexy on the internet, there's somebody else here this evening that's probably even better looking on the internet than I am, and that's Jimmy Jarrett. <laughs> Jimmy Jarrett, what's going on, dude? Not much. How are you guys? Oh, dude, we're fantastic. So uh, you're on seat time. You're our second guest for the evening. We try to keep the show around about an hour. But you know what? If you and I have just fantastic stuff to talk about and we giggle and we have a good time, we'll just keep it going. So I'm just letting you know, no time limits. We're just going to have a good time. You all right with that? Yeah, perfect. I love it. So Steven Rice is our producer. If you have anything bad to say about the show, don't say it live. Tell him later. (laughs) <laughs> all right <laughs> i like it so you are in salem ohio is that correct correct so as we were talking about earlier today you're not a witch hunter no i'm not a witch hunter. <laughs> is there any kind of cool like touristy stuff in salem ohio about all the witch hunting kind of 
I guess paraphernalia or all the things that we hear about back from you know the old the old uh, colonial days. I think you're thinking of Salem, Massachusetts. Man, wrong wrong state. Son of a. But okay, so what about Salem, Ohio? There's nothing that goes on there at all, then. No, just motorcycle racing. That's it. Damn it. Really? Okay. So, what kind of motorcycle racing do you do, Jimmy Joe? What's that? What kind of motorcycle racing do you do? Oh, off-road, motocross, whatever you guys want. Yes. You're into a good time regardless of what's going on. That's what I hear about you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but seriously, that's the way I am. So I think one of the, there's a couple things where I've always been like, I want to talk to Jimmy Jarrett, and you've done such a fantastic job helping out Josh Strang this year, and I really think that a lot of your experience, um, not just on how long you've been kind of riding in the off-road world, but a lot of the bikes that you've ridden, a lot of the teams that you've worked on. So we want to know, what do you think your role is as professionally, not personally, with Josh Strang and his kind of Rocky Mountain ATV uh, privateer team this year? Uh, you know, he put the whole deal together with Rocky Mountain, and, um, you know, we talked about doing stuff together earlier in this year, and um, once that all came through, you know, he approached me, and we kind of got some things going. I helped him get some sponsors and uh, got the ball rolling, and there we go. Yeah. So it, it seems like you're kind of in that mechanic slash mentor role, and you're kind of you're kind of helping him out there, you know, during pits and all that kinds of stuff. Uh, what's that like, you know, kind of changing roles uh, from being the from being the badass racer to the badass pit dad, brother, awesomeness? Oh uh, man, I I it's it's fun, you know. I was ready to uh, you know to to move on to the next step in my career, and uh, you know, him and I have been good friends for a long time ever since he came over so uh you know it's fun working with him you know him and i are good friends and we have fun doing it and uh you know it's it's a good time watching him race and uh watching him progress as the year goes on you know he was a little rusty at the beginning just getting his boots uh wet back here in the woods and uh you know he's uh he's chomping at the bit for that win now and you know it makes every race more exciting for me too absolutely um, so you've done actually a lot of GNCC racing, a lot of OMA racing, four-time OMA champion, um, and you've gotten seven ISDE gold medals. Or is that gold medals, or is that just medals? Uh, six six golds and one silver. Six, man, you had me going there for a second. I was so excited, but only six. I mean, that's pretty. <laughs> Come on, you're gonna have to step it up this year, I think, huh? Yeah, exactly. So you're gonna be racing on one of the club teams for Team USA this year, which is kind of the the Wellard semi-pro team. I, I, I mean, I think, you know, obviously I think you guys are going to be there in case somebody gets hurt coming up to the fact because you guys are going to be training to get there. And if not, if everybody's healthy, you're going to be a badass club team for everybody else to contend with. Um, what do you kind of think about, you know, the, the caliber of the team that you're on for the ISD this year? I think it's awesome. You know, Wellard's been uh... – supporting the ISDE for the U.S. team for the last couple of years, and their whole goal is to win the club division. And uh, and this year they finally uh, got a good team going, and uh, everyone's pretty excited to go. And, you know, that's that's our goal when we go there is to win that club division. And, um, you know, I think with myself, my experience, and Nick's experience, and we're bringing Ryan Sipes onto the team, and, uh, you know, there's no question about his speed. So, uh you know, I think we have a really good shot. There's always some uh, countries that have a uh, strong club team. So we definitely have our hands full, but this is probably the best shot we have to win in this thing. Absolutely. Uh, we did actually get a chance to talk with Ryan Sipes last week um, because that was 
Um, once we got to ch- we we talked with Taylor Roberts two weeks ago, and he kind of led us up to the fact that there could be a good chance that Ryan Sipes and Zach Osborne were going to be on the team. Uh, and then, of course, talking with Ryan Sipes last week after the team was announced, we got to kind of figure out how how we kind of got onto the team and how it all kind of came about. Now, we have no specul we don't we don't like to speculate. We don't like to kind of like pick sides, all that kinds of stuff. We just want the straight facts, just figure it all out. We like opinions. We want people to be honest. So. There were a ton of people that were just kind of like, ah, uh, you know, all these guys who didn't have, who did not go to qualifiers and didn't, you know, do all this stuff. They're on the team. They're on a club team, taking people's spots. Now that's what they say. I just want your opinion on that kind of stuff. Like, we know that you guys want to create a team that's going to win, and that's sometimes that's what it's going to take. So, uh, I mean, is what's your opinion on all that kind of stuff? You know, it's it's tough. I mean, I'm kind of in a bad spot right now for this, but um. You know, when when you want to win something like that, and they ha- and you know the U.S. has two qualifiers, one in Ohio, one one in Idaho. You know the guys that are that need to go can't always get to them with other other commitments with racing and stuff. Stuff they're they're Absolutely. getting paid to go to, and right. um, you know a lot of the guys that go on the club teams just go because they want to go, and, and it's a fun experience, a cool experience, a vacation for them, but. Then there's the the aspect of the trophy team, the junior team, and now this Weller team that you know they need to get the best guys that we have in the country, whether they go to a qualifier or not. And the AMA has taken that approach the last few years with the trophy team and the junior team, and it's actually worked out pretty well. And I think they've uh, you know they're taking this approach to the Weller team, and you know it it sucks for the guys that go to the qualifiers thinking they're going to get on a spot on a on a team, but you know it's not always going to work that way and um you know it does it does suck for them but you know when when a, a group or a company like weller comes in and throws all this money into it and they want to win the club division they need to go after guys that sometimes can't make it to those qualifiers yeah no no absolutely and there as we were saying we don't like to pick sides we don't you know choose on the negativity all that kinds of stuff we want to see the best USA team possible. And I think, as, as we were talking about with Ryan Sipes last week, I personally, when I was at, you know, last year, back when I was still, you know, a good rider, I, I did have that kind of aspect of wanting to qualify. I thought it would be fantastic. And we went to Idaho. I rode like shit. I did horrible. And I, I just didn't deserve to go. And that's the way that things work out. Um, but I think that you can kind of see if you really start to follow back in the history of the past couple of years, just as you're saying, the AMA has started to take that different approach where it's we could send the guys that want to go and try to win every time, or we could really start to focus and put in the guys that can go and win every time. And it sucks because of the fact that you really then start to kind of you know cherry pick people, but. I mean, look at look at uh, I guess uh, the the Des Nations, you know. I mean, those are those the, you know Roger DeCoster absolutely cherry picks those people for who's going to be able to what he thinks is going to be able to go out and and win those win those divisions and uh, try to bring us home another championship. And I don't I, I think that maybe because off road has been so behind the scenes for so long, it hasn't really been one of the bigger sports. Now that there's a little bit more attention to it and things like that, that people are starting to forget that that kind of stuff happens when it comes to really starting to try to compete on that international level 
Um, so it's kind of interesting to, to see it take place and to kind of talk with people behind the scenes. I, I'm extremely thrilled. When was the last time that you were able to make it to an ISDE, and what was the what country was it? Uh, the last ISDE I went to was Finland two years ago. And, um, you know, we had a strong team then, uh, the trophy team. We ended up on, on the podium in third. And, uh, in, you know, we know how to get third. We've done, we've been there a few times. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I think this team that they have this year on the trophy team is probably the best team that they've sent since I've been riding them. And, um, you know, with, with the rookies last year, like Charlie and Thad, you know, they, they proved last year that they they belong on the trophy team, you know, and this year when they're going, you know, they're already going to have a year under their belt. So they're not, they're going to know what to expect. They're not, they're going to know what to do the very first day. And instead of kind of sitting back and watching how things work, you know, cause you don't get that time back after the first test, you know, you, you have to uncork at the very first test. And, um, so I think the guys that are going now on the trophy team, man, they have a shot at it. And, uh, you know, I, I almost want them to win as bad as I did when I was on the trophy team. And I think they have a good shot this year. Yeah. I, I, uh, I was there last year, uh, in Germany and got to watch, you know, just firsthand, uh, Mullins just totally rip it up. Thad Duvall just kick ass. Taylor Robert was there, obviously. Kurt Caselli. Caselli had a couple bad wrecks. Didn't have the the ISDE. The six days that he expected to have after doing so well uh, two years ago in Finland, uh, winning the right. E2 class and everything. But uh, you know, it's like you you could tell it's still there. And six days is so attrition based. Um, a lot of people, it's like ah, six days worth of riding. It's like no no no. It's you're. Not only do you have to last six days, but your bike has to last six days, all that kind of stuff. So it's been two years. What kind of special testing, not just <laughs> bike and body, but what are you going to start trying to train and learn how to redo to get ready for all this again? Uh, I, you know, the riding and training never really stops, even when you're done racing professionally full-time, you know. But, uh, you know, I'm, I still ride. I still train, you know. And, um, you know, I, it's kind of hard to – practice for six days because we have nothing over here like they do there right you know um i mean you can go up and sit up you can go ride a grass track you know in your local field around here you know but you know it's just i've been there so i kind of know what to expect and um you know i i know where i've struggled in the past and those are the things i want to work on you know this summer and you know before i go there and uh you know i it's Six days are hard to practice, you know, you can just go and ride long days because that's what it is, you know, by day four, day five, you're just spent and last thing you want to do is get on a motorcycle again for eight hours. So, <laughs> you know, just getting used to that, um, riding long hours every day and um, and then going fast when you need to go fast, that's the that's kind of the hard part to get uh, get used to. But, you know, like I said, the guys that are going there, I think they're going to be ready and bringing guys like Zach Osborne and Ryan Sipes into the picture, you know, that's only going to give us more more press and publicity in the motocross world. You know, they're going to start recognizing what this is all about. And, um, you know, a lot of off-road guys are kind of bummed that motocross guys are going, like you said, that didn't go to qualifiers or whatnot. But, you know, this is only going to help our sport in the long run. So, you know, I'm pretty excited that these guys are going. Yeah, and it, it's one of those deals, too, where I think that a lot of the guys that are, you know, kind of, you know, maybe the, the, the people that would be fighting for those club spots, 
in the long run, in two or three years, if this keeps kind of growing like this, it's going to be so much more prestigious for them if they can make the team. Now, granted, it might get a little bit harder because of the fact that it may create less spots. But I think a lot of people, too, don't realize is that we, uh, Team USA, kind of have it nice. We send more club riders, I think, than any other country almost every year. Uh, right. And, you know, mo- most most countries, except for the host country, usually sends a trophy team, a junior team, and maybe one club team. So, you know, we are very lucky in that aspect of being able to send all these guys to go do it. And, um, you know, like I said, like you said, it's going to be more prestigious to get on the team, you know, once this ball starts rolling and uh, we start bringing the best guys in the country over there to do what we do. Awesome. So what's the fastest time you've ever changed a bib moose? Oh, uh, I, try, I try to do both of them under 12 minutes. And, uh, once I do that, you know, then I'm good for uh, the ride into the pits and all that stuff. So, right. Do you, you find know, that the, the FIM tires are a little bit easier? Yeah, for sure. You know, everyone asks, how do you change them so fast? And the tires are different. They are easier. You know, you have you have some good guys there in the, in the park for me, you know, handing you the tools you need. And, um, you know, when they go smooth, they go easy, you know. Um, you know, once you start struggling, it just seems like it starts snowballing. But, you know, you just take your time and uh, get the work done, and uh, it usually goes pretty smooth. Yeah, well, cool. Well, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen. Uh, I've, as always, we could try to find a way to put money together and uh, get me over there. So if you've got any, any hookups, you know, you can let <laughs> me know. Obviously, you got Josh Drang, you know, a huge privateer deal this year. So I don't yeah. know. I'm just saying. Probably not, but that's okay. <laughs> just got to throw it out there. So – all the racing that you've done in your past with the GNCC, the OMAs, and all that kinds of stuff, you were telling me earlier today that you were trying to get a series off and running this year, and it it did it kind of kind of fell flat. You kind of what was going on with the NHS that you were telling me about a little bit earlier today? Um, you know, I decided to ride that this year. I, I don't have a AMA or a AMA championship. I've got four OMA championships, so I was kind of wanting to get an AMA championship and. Uh, so a bunch of my friends were riding the East Coast National Hair Scramble, so I thought I'd give that a go. And the first round didn't go too good. I missed the second round, and then I uh, won the next two and got second to Jed on the fifth one. And um, they uh, had a race that was canceled due to some weather, and when they rescheduled it, they rescheduled it during ISDE. So that pretty much put me out of the championship. I tried emailing them and talking to them and got no response from them, so... I they pretty much just blew me off. So the way I was looking at it, I had a chance of winning a hair scramble, or I could go to the ISDE and represent my country and try to win this club division. So it was no brainer. Awesome, awesome. Well, it is very unfortunate that uh, they didn't want to have the awesomeness of the Jimmy Jarrett there. <laughs> but uh, I feel uh, I feel that they they're missing out. And uh, soon they're going to figure out the woe in their way. So what bike are you riding these days? What are we going to see you on in uh, in Italy? Uh, you'll see me on a KX450. Um, you know, Josh has been riding it all year. And, uh, you know, I've ridden them in the past and really liked them. So, you know, they had the best contingency out. So that's what Josh went with. Unfortunately, he's buying all his bikes. Yeah. <laughs> I had a dealership here that, uh, that helped me out with some uh, demos. So that's what I'm riding right now. So, you know, you'll see me on a on a uh, green bike over there man that's pretty crazy 
So what else is going on with you? We know that you did a lot of work with the, the JG Off-Road guys, and they were kind of involved with uh, quite a few Enduro Cross. We saw you at a couple of those, and you were really involved there, uh, JT Bennett and stuff like that. So is there any are those guys going to be coming back anytime soon? Are you still involved with them at all behind the scenes? Um, not too much. You know, I'll talk to him every now and then. Uh, I think he's just taking a step back and regrouping. And, um, you know, with the economy, it's pretty tough with uh, – with the cutbacks they had last year with Geico and stuff, that was pretty much their lifeline. And when that got taken away, it was uh, it was going to be pretty tough for them. So they just kind of stepped back. But um, you know, I, I seriously doubt if we're not going to see him back again. I think he'll uh, he'll come back and um, hopefully he gets some support like he did before and have another team on the pro row. Yeah. So uh, is there any talk about 2014 with you and Josh Strang and what may be going on or? Yeah, I mean, we we we've talked a little bit. Um, I know what we what he wants to do. I know what I want to do, and um, you know, it's all going to come down to uh, you know whatever we can put together for him and me. And um, you know, I want to keep doing what I'm doing, and I know he does. So, like I said, we have a good time at the races, and uh, things are starting to work. So, if we can keep this ball rolling, you know, you never know what's going to happen for next year. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty nuts. So, are you gonna come out to any national enduros? Are we gonna be able to see you at uh, any of the any of the last three rounds? Uh, I doubt it, man. With the uh, with everything I got going on, uh, you know those uh, those things are pretty fun. I really enjoy riding them, but uh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna make them out to any. Man, we heard that uh, Brock Hepler was actually out at uh, the Foggy Mountain and got third place in the 258 class. We were trying to get in touch with them to see if we could talk to him a little bit just to see about that, but that's pretty crazy, Brock Hepler. You know? Yeah, he's you know him and I used to be pretty good friends back in the day, and uh, you know he was always interested in what I did, even when he was a Yamaha rider for uh, for the factory. So it was pretty cool that he took an interest in what we did. So you know I think uh, you know he's not from far from me, and uh, I know he's growing up trail riding and riding in the woods. So I, it doesn't surprise me he was out there. Yeah, well it sounds like I mean third place two fifty eight class man, that's pretty awesome. That's probably top twenty. I guess overall, I don't, I don't know, I don't have the exact results in front of me, but I'd imagine most of the 258 yeah. guys are pretty darn fast. Um, they're kind yeah. of pushing that that two, that uh, that that top 20. Let's see. Oh, somebody's talking about wanting to see him uh, at the ISDE Club Team for 2014. That would be pretty interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, that could happen. <laughs> Kepler, marking the 60 helmets and all that kinds of fun stuff. So, most awesome experience racing or riding off road that you could think of man it's hard to nail it down to one but uh i mean we'll I take know. a couple i mean we'll take a couple that's fine definitely my championships in the oma you know those guys were like family to me and to win that series four years it was uh it meant a lot to me and something i'll never forget and uh you know and then the the times that we were on the podium at isde when we got up on that stage with the best riders in the world man that that really uh, meant something to me too, and something I'll never forget. Yeah, I can I can only imagine. It was awesome being able to watch uh, France, Australia, and Italy up there last year, uh, and then you know watching the trophy team. They were able to make it up onto the podium of uh, Team USA uh, Junior Trophy Team last year. Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh, dude, it was so freaking cool. Um, do you have any ISDE after party stories that you can share with us? Or are they all kind of hidden away in a closet? They are pretty much a blur but uh you know we we do have fun after that you know it's like one of those things that you ride your butt off for six days and 
do everything you can. And then once it's over, it's just like, okay, it's time to have some fun. And everyone just kind of lets loose and um, have a good time. But no, nothing too crazy. Uh, oh, well. I was kind of hoping for something fun. I mean, I could tell all <laughs> kinds of crazy stories just about my life. And we could feel like it was an after party at the ISDE. Yeah. But, uh, you know, from from what I've always heard from different people and then from uh, my, my minor experiences, I was like, this is pretty nuts. Yeah. And, uh, no, it's a good time. Yeah. So, uh, so no more Hondas then? Kawasaki's. No more Hondas. Yep, Kawasaki's. That's kind of like a, almost feels like a staple. <laughs> you didn't have a red shirt on. Look at you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Somebody was asking, it's like, so is it just wrenching for Strang and not sure about a day job? So do you have a day job as well, or are you just kind of doing this deal with Strang right now? Uh, no, just doing this thing, thing with Strang and, uh, you know, like I said, I was racing National Hair Scrambles and just some local stuff around here. So uh, as of now, that's about it. And, um, you know, but like I said, never know what's going to happen for next year. Yeah. Well, cool, cool, man. Well, I really appreciate your time. Um, of course, we don't we don't like to keep everybody all night long. We just like to talk about some awesome off-road news that's been going on, all that kinds of stuff. So if people have questions, if people just want to follow you and fi- uh, see what's going on in your daily social life, uh, where can they find you on the Internet? Um, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, but well, what's your what's your handle on on uh, Twitter and stuff? Uh, Twitter is Jimmy Jarrett one, and Instagram is Jimmy Jarrett forty four. Man, why you got to make it so confusing? I don't know. I didn't think it was. I it was something I was just putting together. I didn't. I didn't even really know what all that stuff was. You when either I you either signed up in bed while you were going to sleep or while Pro- you were on the toilet. Yeah, probably. And you're just like, do do do, yeah, my number's 44, <laughs> woohoo! Yeah. Right? Hey, it happens. That's why. Well, I could tell. I'm not going to tell you about mine. It's it's what it is. It, you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so we really really appreciate your time. Uh, good luck. Obviously, West Virginia this coming up weekend. Yes. What is okay? Here's a good one. What is your advice to Strang for this coming up weekend before we go into the big break to try to get that number one win? Man. the just don't let those two KTM guys get away from him. Yeah, just stay on them. That's right. That's so hard off road. I mean, I, I guess it's hard everywhere, but like when they're started, to, when you're trying to not let the mental barrier break you down, how do you? What do you do to kind of stay on it? Uh, I mean, he knows what he has to do and what right. he needs to work on. You know, he'll come to me for advice every now and then, but you know, I'm pretty much telling him what he already knows. So. You know he's uh he's actually getting stronger every race as this year's progressed. So you know he's he's right there. He's just got to close a couple little gaps early in the race, and he'll be there. Awesome. Well, cool, man. We really, really appreciate your time. Uh, we're gonna kind of close up here with a few closing statements, if you will, here at the end of the show. But we just want to let you know you're free to go. We love you for being on the show. Remember, uh, hey, if you're, if you're having a good Saturday night, just tweet up always enjoy a pint full of awesome we would love your support (laughs) mr jimmy jarrett okay thanks guys yeah man take it easy all right so we just had jimmy jarrett earlier on we had josh strang episode 90 we've been doing this for 90 episodes it's obviously crazy that we've been going at it for this long it's been fantastically fun we uh thanked obviously fly racing a little bit earlier those guys just fantastic fantastic sponsors uh some of the other guys that are awesome is uh squarespace and we definitely have to say thank you thank you to squarespace.com uh the best way to have an exceptional website, what I think personally is that this is the best way for all you athletes out there 
to have a very contained, easy to manage website that you can start to customize as you kind of start to learn their interface. Not that it's extremely difficult, but it's a different world in the sense that sometimes people don't, they're like, oh, it's the internet, it's my website. They make it extremely simple. All the customer service you can handle 24 seven. Uh, and of course you can save 10% with the discount code seat time six, cause it's June. Seat time six is your discount code. And of course, uh, power sport graphics cannot thank them enough for all the fantastic graphics. They helped us out earlier last year with the photo shoot that we did of the 2013, 300 XC. Um, and then of course there's a 2014 that, uh, I've been talking a little bit about SMS racing with, uh, we might be able to bring you guys. And of course we're going to go through power sport graphics to make sure that we get some wicked graphics for that photo shoot uh, ridepg.com is where you could check them out 40% off if you do the ready to ship option on any of their graphics and of course uh, you order it before 11 a.m. Eastern time and you get same day shipping I mean that's lots of cool stuff discount code is seattime s-e-a-t-t-i-m-e if you would like to save 10% and of course if you just like to uh, say hi what's going on uh, seattime.co is the website that's where you can find archives of the show. We're on Stitcher. We're on iTunes, on YouTube. Uh, if you want to follow us, Facebook, facebook.com slash seat time. If you want to find us there, friend us, you know, tell us some awesomeness about us. And uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash seat time underscore CO. We want you to tweet us real hard. We want you to have a good time. Please remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome. Episode 90. I cannot believe this is where we're at. Uh, Steven and I, thank you. Uh, see you next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time.